welcome to today's podcast. It's been a couple of days off, a couple of days on. It's what happens in the summertime. Tuesday, July 6th, which means, Alex, how many more days of 10.30 p.m. fireworks do we have to be set off? Um, in the black neighborhoods, 60 more days. In my, with my people, it's endless. I don't know. I don't know. After all the complaining over the weekend, and obviously, like, two very scary, problematic incidents. But aside from those, sure. like, what I heard Sunday night, which it's, it's, I wish I could pass the dogs, Diddy and Andre's super dog skills of not being irked at all by that onto other animals. Like, they don't move. Now, if a squirrel comes up to the back door, like, it's total chaos. <laughs> Fireworks, loud noises, nothing. But um, I think I'm, you know, I hate fireworks. And Mm -hmm. now I think I hate people complaining about fireworks. I I think I, I think I hate that more too. It's disruptive. I know there's idiots out there. There have been idiots out there for as long as there have been fireworks, lighting off fireworks that aren't Independence Days deep into the night while you have to work and, you know, freaking your dog out. I, I don't know if there is a solution for it. So you just have to make the best of it. Give the dogs and yourself some CBD something or other. I guess so. I like, so we have our dogs, we live in the country. I mean, we live in a spot where you don't really hear a ton of fireworks and our air conditioning unit, which those who remember when I had forgot to turn my heat off while we worked from home is very loud. So like, so long as you have your air conditioning unit on, it doesn't matter. They don't hear a thing. But Thomas, we went to the Bowling Green fireworks on Saturday, I think it was. And Thomas was like, why don't we bring Sunny? And I said, you're out of your mind. We are literally right there on a blanket in front of the fireworks. No way. Oh, she'll be fine. And then we see other dogs there. And he's like, see, there are other dogs here. I said, mm-hmm, sure. So I said, you know what we can do? Why don't we put Sunny in the car and drive around? And so that's what we did on the 4th of July. And when I say drive around, I mean, we drove to the east side. We were a block from the U-Haul as it was exploding. Like, I, it was. we were literally a block from that U-Haul truck. When I tell you, Sunny lost her mind, as well as Pete. I have never seen Pete jump. He jumped from the back seat, bypassed my lap, all the way to where my feet are, <laughs> like the passenger side. Sunny was freaking out. I mean, she went from being calm and like, ooh, I'm going for a ride, to like, what the fuck is that? Do, and it was terrible. Do we know like what caused that explosion other than carelessness or stupidity? I think there was a firework that was let off, and I think the, um, the it was too close to the truck. So what a lot of folks, what I noticed, because I love to drive around the city during holidays, there were fireworks that were going off that were landing on our car. Like it was literally, I had to close our sunroof because there was a, a like a char or something or like a, what is it called? An ember? I don't know. It landed in our car before it had went out. So there was like a little spark, if I guess, because they're just letting them off in the street as people are driving around. And so it like, you know, it was dangerous. And so I wouldn't be shocked if that's what happened. Like this U-Haul truck full of fireworks was close to a place where they were letting off fireworks and it just ignited. Did you watch the video? I did. I did. Uh wild wild stuff and the fact yes. that somebody was able that they were recording at that very moment but what did you see mischievous and reckless and irresponsible behavior when you were driving out there Sunday night 
So I did. Um, that was just like, I mean, I saw a lot of people running. So in, in like Thomas and I just really enjoy like our own humor is sometimes really inappropriate. And so we'll just make up stories, even like, vo like do voiceovers. And so we're like, why do you think they're running? And you know, why do you think they're running? And it, you know, it, so yes, I saw a lot of people that were like by themselves and running away. And then we just saw police everywhere, like flying from one end of the city to the other. I mean, we were right on the east side as the U-Haul had exploded. So we did hear that because we're maybe a six minute drive from there. And then um, we go to another spot and we see. So that whole scene, there was like a block party going on there as well. So we saw some guy get arrested and then we go to like a, a two blocks over. There's another block party. Then we go over to like North Toledo um, and then South Toledo. There was a SUV that drove into a bar, like right into the bar. And we saw it. We must have seen it right after it happened. Um, and then obviously we all know what happened on Lawrence. Yeah, so. there's a uh, $5,000 TPD reward out there looking for information about that. What I've come to call the melee. Yeah, so it it was, I, I do enjoy it. It reminds me of just, it, in some strange ways, and I know that this isn't great to say, like it reminds me of my childhood. I love hearing the pulse of the city, if that makes any sense, and hearing so many people like playing music and having a good time. I love to hear the clicking of beers when you toss the beer in the trash can. Like I, there's something about it that I just enjoy. So I get and the weather's nice and you're driving around with the windows down, no destination really just kind of going around and like seeing people. Um, but unfortunately at the same time, it's the 4th of July. So you're also seeing a lot of stuff that has gone down where people are harmed and, or getting in trouble or not making the best decisions. So, you know, and, and the 4th of July, the first one being like fully open after a year mm -hmm. of so many problems, it's kind of ironic in a, a biting contrast. I yeah. found another article today that kind of supported a, a lot of what we've talked about every Every so every so often, um, weeks, months, whatever they are, and the mental health issues, for the most part, that we were predicting and expecting never came to fruition for a variety of reasons. But yeah. when, when you get to the extremes, um, people who can't access the proper services or mm -hmm. don't have uh, the steady life that they can fall back into during challenging times, a lot of people take a, I don't give a fuck attitude, and what happens, happens, and... Yeah. You know, it it's we've had a very violent year. It's funny. There's actually a really good movie with Oscar Isaac called A Most Violent Year. Um and it's been a violent year and all the stuff that's been happening in major metropolises uh with violence and shootings and murders and all that, it's very predictable. And I think some people who wouldn't normally be participating in that behavior but might come close to those circles got kind of rowdy over the weekend cuz it was a party. There it was a party because it was Fourth of July, again, the first one since mm -hmm. all the restrictions have been eased. So I think people, for lack of a better way to put it, a lot of people lost their inhibitions and a lot of people got hurt. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if this is a thing, not to say it's not a thing or not, but there's also like our unemployment benefits only just ended. So like up until the end of June, folks were getting a little bit more money than they normally would. And so fire more, you can purchase more fireworks this year. There's more liquor that can be bought this year. There's more, you know, there's just more opportunities to really have like a bash of a party. Um, not to say that that's what everybody did, but um, 
it was crazy. I mean, this it, and I do understand like the folks who really hate it because it does. I've never been to war. I'm not going to say pretend like I know, but like it mimics the sound of just like gun gunfire going off in every direction, just consistently, like without a break. It's not like you go f and then you go five minutes before you hear another firework. Like it's just consistently. Um, but I enjoy it very much. <laughs> so <laughs> I couldn't figure out like when you texted me when I think it was yesterday when you said you had driven over to see some of this stuff. I, I yeah. couldn't I was out of it for a couple of days. Um I couldn't I couldn't figure out which one you were at. Now that you tell me this story is you're like driving through town like it's very dangerous like it, that's yeah. probably like barring something apocalyptic truly happening like that's probably as close to the purges we're gonna get and something bad could have happened to you so i don't think about that until after the fact <laughs> and i think if there was something special about maybe this year than any any other year because any other time we will drive around and it's fine like but i i don't know if this year just being more dangerous like we're going on our second year of like our you know, um, I think our homicide rate being like record breaking. So, right. Like I didn't, you don't really think about that, especially with the shooting that happened and how many people got injured and probably how many bullets were sprayed all over the place and m numerous homes and cars. Um, so it like, you don't, I did not really think about that at the time. So, um, yeah, it, it's just, it, it can be, oh, hold on one second, somebody's at the door. It is scary, and I guess I should have thought about that further, but I probably, it wouldn't have changed me going out and just checking it out. Should have stayed in Perrysburg. Um, we'll have Janet Mitt on shortly. We've got to talk about some, uh, some less bleak things. Um, I think I've realized something when it comes to searching out a third dog. We'll get to that. Um, right. Thanks for finding the podcast. Um, Later on this week, my friend Mary from The Blade will be back on. She's uh, she's a day or two out from surgery, but we're going to talk oh. about a lot of a lot of delicious food with her. Um, yeah. Are you, good? are you good now? Yeah. Um, I remember it must it was ten years ago, and I remember there was uh, I think there was like a there was a some kind of threat at a at a stadium somewhere, and they never they always try when there's a, a large group of people like you you definitely never yell fire. You <laughs> want to kind of whisper it, hey, we've got to do something. Like, and, and everybody's like, what's going on? What's going on? All you know is you have to leave a, a certain place. Mm -hmm. um, you, you can't yell, like, everybody run or anything like that. Because So I, I fell across this quote, and it's applicable to the weekend. And there are people who think that I have, like, social anxiety. I don't. I just don't like large groups of people for the for the typical behaviors that often pervade them. So here's the quote: "Madness is rare, is something rare in individuals, but in groups, parties, peoples, and ages, it's the rule." Yeah, so, and that, driving. What's that? And driving. At times, yeah. That's why, like, if I, if you were, if you and I were out someplace, I'm like, hey, that person has a gun and they're shooting the place up, you know. Between you and it, you and I, we're gonna get out of here. But if there's a large group of people and we saw something suspicious, it's it, the smarter play is, hey, we gotta go. Not gone. So that actually happened to us um, when we were at Pride, the last Pride that could have happened. So 2019, I think it was. We were at Pride and we were. It was a Saturday night event and um, Floyd was performing. So Deja was performing her. Um, TLC number. So I was living my best life. And because um, it was one of my favorite TLC songs, my friends were recording me dancing. And on the recording, you see one of the like pride leaders, like one of the workers, I, I don't know her name off the top of my head, 
um, directing police to the to a group of people directly in front of me. And what had happened was those folks were making threats of violence, like of guns and violence and killing gay people. And the police like kind of ushered them out very quickly and it did not become like a big scene. Everyone around them found out what was happening as it was happening, but nobody panicked, if that makes any sense. And um, I still have the video. It kind of blows my mind because it was like, that could have gone, that could have made national news. Like that could have, if they really did have weapons on them and wanted to shoot at Floyd and the dancers, like I was literally directly in front of them, like just living my best life, oblivious to the, like these four men that stood out after like you thought about it, um, stood out a little bit, weren't dancing, were just standing there and watching and then inevitably started to cause trouble. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have Janet call us in, in just a couple of minutes here, but a couple other quick things. Um, and we'll save your wedding stuff for, uh, f- for the very end. Cause I think it's a very valid question. That's why I wanted to, that's why I asked you if I could talk about it on the air. Sure. Um, so I had faith, the little blind dog over for, Aww. uh, for visitation on Saturday and I was considering adopting her Yeah. and she didn't even make it 90 minutes and it is through no fault of her own. I had to call Michaela up from the Toledo Animal Rescue or text her and say, this is not going well. I have to bring her back over. And I kept thinking, I got to sit through this. Like, I got mm-hmm. I, I to gotta, I gotta wait this out. Um, and I just couldn't because... So Diddy, as I suspected, chilled out. And once he was done with the newness of novelty of faith, was just in his spot laying there. Andre, mm-hmm. on the other hand... So faith's puppiness because she's only six months old was Uh getting to andre and i kept trying to keep an eye on faith and she was she was a little anxious she was looking for her familiar surroundings and people and that was kind of making andre anxious and then anytime faith would come over to me andre would come over and be problematic and then faith would run away so basically andre might be too jealous for me to have a third dog and as i've always believed you got to have more patience than anybody you know to deal with a puppy. Yes. Um, so I'm good with younger dogs, not puppies. We did have one accident accident in the house, mm-hmm. but it was not um, it was not Faith's fault. It's just what puppies do. But there was uh, there was quite a reckoning and an eye opening experience on Saturday. I felt bad, but it was just a smart thing to get Faith back to where she belonged. And if I was being as honest as I possibly could, and we have a smaller audience here on the podcast, Michaela from the Animal Rescue from Toledo Animal Rescue has to adopt Faith because they are mother and daughter. So I saw a video of the two of them when the one that you shared when Faith was getting her eye drops. And I think it was meant to like show anybody interested, like, look, this is all you have to do. This is easy. Um, And look at how well Faith takes it. But like, I agree with you. Like I saw how Faith like started licking Michaela and how like literally, I mean, she's literally me with Pete. Like it, you know what I mean? And Pete's the biggest mama's boy ever. And I love him so much. So it, that's what it reminded me of. So absolutely, I think that just makes the most sense. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But where you could have maybe where that like interaction could have gone differently is what if you brought the dogs to Faith? So they weren't like in their home, which they feel like is territorial when they're meeting Faith for the first time. Yeah. yeah. But it surprises me because Andre is the sweetest. Like I would imagine Diddy would be the one that's like, uh, who's this bitch? But it's Andre. He's the one that chills. Andre is, he loves dad. He's very jealous. Yeah. Um, He was confused. And let me see if this is, uh, hopefully this is Janet. 
Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi, the, Janet. For the first time in weeks. Hi. We've, we've missed you. I missed you guys, too. How are you guys? Good. No, she's lying. We've been better, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, that's true. What do you mean? What's going on? Anything new? Anything I need to know about? No, no, no. Now I hear you. With You sound so adorable with your little stuffed up nose. I was going to say, you I sound am, stuffy. I have a cold. I can't believe I have a cold. I never get cold. Mm. What's going on? Who gets a cold? I don't know what's going on with that. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on. Who gets co- uh, a cold in the summertime, the summer after COVID? What's wrong with you? I know. I'm the only person I know that does that. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Mm. We've, uh... We've not spoken in a while. What have we missed with astrology and what's coming up? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on right now. Obviously, you know, with the planets being the way they are, we have you know, we have a what I would venture to call a new moon aspect. Um, you know, and with have you guys experienced any of the changes with the with this whole climate thing? Because not only are we going through things astrologically, we're going through some climate shifts. One day we're cold, one day it's warm, one day it's not. I mean, it's just really crazy. But we have a new moon coming up. on the. Uh, it's going to be on the 9th, 10th-ish, around that time, in the sign of cancer. Mm-hmm. So anytime a new moon takes place, it's a good time for new beginnings, new starts, and things like that. So oh, it's pretty positive. I, I feel like we're in a pretty good place with ourselves. And this um, Independence Day was fun. New Moon's on July 10th in Cancer. I'm all over the place. And it's the good thing about a new moon is that um, it's a good time to take stock of all positive things in your life. Like really secure yourself with good intentions. So it's really positive like that. And I love new moons because they're all about a new start, a new beginning. But I say it's like the 9th and 10th. That's when we're really going to feel the effects of it more than anything else. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a good uh, July 4th? Uh, Very quiet for me. Yeah, it sounds like you're quiet. Are you doing okay? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't feeling well for the 4th, so I just kind of rested and tried to relax, which is fine. Oh, wow. I didn't. I worked all day. I had clients all day. (laughs) All day. Go figure. Wow. It's like, you know, I I work every holiday. The only holiday I don't think I really do work is, is Christmas. I try to stay away from Christmas, and once in a while I'll do a Thanksgiving holiday. You know, people want to come in, that kind of thing. But I worked a lot. I mean, it was just uh, all day, and then I worked on the 5th, and I came to, into my building here, and there was, like, nobody here. I was, like, alone. I'm thinking, yeah, normal people don't work. But Janet works. Janet always works. Because I'm not normal. No. So what have you guys been up to? I mean, I missed our little chats. Gosh. Um, we had an issue with the phone last time, obviously. Yeah, we're all yeah. fixed up now. I've been busy with work stuff and summer stuff. My dad visited about a month or so ago. Oh, he did? Yeah, I need him to come back because I'm out of soft pretzels. But um, <laughs> I, had, I had a third dog visiting over the weekend, but that didn't go Aww. out. That didn't go well. And, uh, you know, the normal... Why? The, Why did it go well? Because my little dog was not thrilled with uh, the puppy in the house. And he's just You're very... You're Diddy. No, the little one, Andre. Diddy was fine. Oh. So, um, Alex had a good point. I, I could have taken the dogs there, but it, it just wasn't meant to be. And um, we have some. We'll, we have to wrap up that conversation after we let go of you. But yeah, things have been fine. I'm, I'm happy. You know, summer is my time of year. I'd much rather have it now than the middle of winter. 
Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that things are calming down with people right now after the COVID. People are a little more, I would say, I, I, I want to say that there are some people that are nice. But I'm noticing after the COVID, people are just a little bit more touchy. Have you oh, noticed yes. that? I think so. So I, I think asked, people are touchy. I asked someone the other day, I don't think that I've received as much road rage as I have in the last like yeah. four weeks or so. And I was talking wow. to Thomas about it and all of them have been men. And I said, I don't understand, you know. If we were just face to face, I don't think I would be aggressively cussed at and like tossed the bird by some strange man. But because I'm in a car really? and they're in a car, I think so. And because I'm in a car and they're in a car and they feel like I've done something to slight them, which I haven't, then all of a sudden they're laying on the horn, flipping the bird, cussing you out, rolling the window oh down. Gosh. It's insane. Like I was I was in Michigan for some of it and, you know, Michigan drivers, but just yesterday too. And I said, I don't get it. I don't, I'm a good driver. Oh, I'm sure. But it's, <laughs> it's just interesting to me because people are just um, outrageous. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm picking up. There is such a tendency for people to be so outrageous. People are crazy. They're outrageous. They're, they're I would almost venture to say they're kind of mean. Yeah. You know, and that's something I'm picking up with. They're just mean. Janet, yeah, I've kept my I've kept my cool it, with with some of my stressors over the last handful of months. I have not lost my temper like like a younger me would have. That's absolutely right. Well, I, I, I think you also you're because you're also trying really hard to work on yourself all the time. You're constantly a work in progress. And I mean that sincerely. You're always trying to work on yourself. Yeah. Some people don't. They'd rather just be angry and frustrated. I get that a lot in the office. I get a lot of frustration in the office where people are just insistent. I mean, they'll call me mm -hmm. up and say, hey, um, I'm on my way coming into your office for a session. I'll say, uh, I don't have you down. And mm -hmm. well, what do you mean? I mean, I mean, it's just it's crazy the way people act. I mean, seriously, mm -hmm. it's just nuts. Yeah. yeah, but it is the way the world it's the way the world is, and there's not yeah. much we can do about it. You it's, know what I mean? It should. Hopefully, it, there's more good in the world than there is not so good. So we have to look at that. Um, That's how I choose to see it. Well, thanks for so, finding us. I will have some names for you next week, so we can get back into okay. our, our weekly routine. But it's good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice too, and we will talk soon. And remember, we have a new moon coming up, so manifest some good intentions. Positive things are coming up with this new moon. All right? Thanks, Janet. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. For that kind lady. She's so sweet. She does sound cute with her little stuffy nose. Um, to wrap up our faith conversation, and you pointed out pointed it out immediate, immediately. I know that they were, uh, at the Toledo Animal Rescue, they were the optics of getting all that money for Faith and other dogs for Faith's fund, and then someone there keeping her might look might not look great but you know what yeah i mean that didn't that didn't even startle you for a second and no if michaela can provide her with the best home that's what's that's what should be everybody's best interest right and if they've spent time trying to find faith a home and you know it's it's just not working in the way that they thought it would it again whatever is in faith's best interest and if she has like established a relationship with Michaela and Michaela is willing and has the ability to care for her 
what's most important is the dog. Like it would be no different than like a social worker working with a foster kid can't find a family and just really felt like they could do what's best for the foster kid. Like I, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, off the top of my head, I don't know if that's unethical or not, but it happens in movies, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, so let's dive into this wedding situation. Um, mm. I thought this was already kind of decided that you were going to have a July wedding next year. It was, it absolutely was already decided. And um, that's why I feel like awkward. That's why I kind of made a post on Facebook because I felt a little awkward even changing it because essentially everybody that really knows me and asks me about wedding stuff has said that, um, you know, knows that the wedding was set for July 23rd, 2022. Um, But we went out to the venue yesterday because it was the first time that it's open like an open house for people to come in and view. And there was like, well, I just for the one, the 30 minutes that I was there, there was five couples like, and they all were, were looking at the venue for a wedding. By the way, we're talking about the uh, glass city Metro park pavilion. Yes. Um, and so I, I was just like, obviously this is just going to be wedding central, you know, for folks, if they're looking to have like a downtown Toledo wedding, cause it's absolutely perfect all of the fears I had of the size have gone away because they let us move the tables around. They let us put chairs around the table to determine how many chairs we think works best. I mean, it was just fantastic. Um, So I was very excited about that, but I mean, the July is hot as hell. And so like having a wedding where my ceremony is outside in July, even if somebody's just sitting out there for 25 minutes, is still really warm. And then, you know, obviously this building has like, I don't know if the term is panoramic views or like essentially 360 views of the city, which means that's windows. If the sun doesn't set until eight o'clock at night and we have to be out of there by 1030, like at the latest, then you're not having much of a party. Like, you know, of like the sun has set and it's a nighttime vibe. And the point of having a city wedding is to have like that city-esque nighttime kind of glamour vibe, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't. You know, we need to ask Chris Proctor all this stuff. He is. Oh the, yes, good the, idea. I will ask Proctor to chime in on this. The only thing I'm considering is, um, unless we're going to have a very, very, very lax dress code, um, it could be scorching hot in the middle of July, and sure, it can be hot in in September or, or even October. But the chances are less likely of that. Um, in in that time in those months so i will go if i had to pick i'd go september october not january uh uh, not not july but it's your wedding i and i also love our family and friends because everybody has essentially said the same thing like why are you even asking us this is your day and thomas and i are very much like everything that we have kind of put thought into is so other people can enjoy themselves because that's what we'll remember. We'll remember the memory we made with you and the memory we made with my brother, you know, and like my nephews enjoying themselves and having a good time because that's the kind of people that we are, you know, just like a a lot like you, like when you have parties at your house, you're bouncing around that party, making sure everybody's enjoying themselves. What do you need? Can I get you something? I mean, we're not going to be doing that, but like we're still trying to be really thoughtful in what we do because we want everybody to really have a good time because that's what's most important to us. 
So we did actually choose very quickly. I called DJ one time because he was the only one that we had booked. Like everything else we had not booked yet. So he was the only one we had booked and I like had a phone conversation with him at up until now we hadn't spoken on the phone and he was like, oh yeah, I, you're making complete sense. So he had it available and so we officially removed our date from the 23rd of July to the 1st of October. So what happens, Chris Proctor's like, no, 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 you want to keep July. Um, I don't, I mean, great for his opinions and again, not shading anyone who has weddings that start at two in the afternoon and by like 6 p.m. everybody's going home. That's just not the good time we're looking for. Like I'm looking for more of like a sunset wedding or close to sunset wedding and then we file in for dinner and then party until like everybody wants to go to sleep. So that's that's technically what we're looking for and if it makes it a little cooler outside, that's great. Cause it, it was so funny. Like I should have actually reached out to Kimberly um, and tapped into her knowledge because like in July, the sun sets around 8.30, but in October, the sun sets at 6.30. <laughs> so, I don't know about, I think you're timing. Average, average. Timing, but yeah, she, she might know as the former meteorologist, but it's the same sun, less sweating. It's the same sun, but it, obviously the closer you get to daylight savings, the, the sun sets, like the day gets shorter and shorter. So in October, which is the 1st of October, so really September, um, it will set per the internet and the almanac or whatever it's called, it will set closer to like 645, um, which will give us more of that time where it's not as hot and there's a little bit of a breeze, hopefully, and people can enjoy the grounds and have a nice time inside. DJ, one time, like, we're paying for uplighting. Like, why would we pay for uplighting if you can't even see the damn uplighting? What, what about booking the venue itself? Did, wasn't there something like you could, yes. you could do it no more than a year out? Yes, which is also why we went in to look at it yesterday, because we had intended on booking it for this month, which meant that I had to be prepared. It'll be the same thing. So in October, it'll be the same thing that we just have to make sure we book it like at midnight at that time i think that might be the only thing that makes me anxious is that like i don't love this it's, i think that hopefully there will be some change to that rule because i mean this this venue is going to be very busy with weddings i just know it especially considering how many people like there were five couples touring with us and there were couples coming in as we were leaving so the amount of people touring this facility like there has to be some sort of way for people to book more than a year in advance you know like because at this point I like this place I want it for the first and I'm literally at midnight on you know the first of this October I'm gonna have to go in and pay for it online to make sure I can reserve it or you're gonna get caught up in another trying to buy a house situation no no oh yeah oh you mean compete for it yeah I doubt it. I mean, if I don't get it, that means somebody else obviously got it. I'm going to like, this reminds me of when we got tickets to the Spice Girls a couple years ago and there was multiple people trying to buy tickets all at once for us. So it might be that. <laughs> like, it yeah. might be like all of my people trying to get online and get it done in case there's somebody else doing it. I know that sounds insane. I don't mean for it to sound insane or anxious in any way. Like, I need somebody to let me know if they would be the same way. I can name a couple people that would, like my sister-in-law would. Count I feel me like in. You probably would. Maj would. Like people we know, 
if they were trying to book something like this, they would also be anxious about it. So it makes me feel a little bit better. It's it's weird though. Like I get it, but I think the Metro Parks, as they start to up their ante, they're gonna have to figure this out when it comes to weddings, because allowing only allowing us to book 365 days in advance is a little like strange. Maybe they, um, maybe they just didn't expect this kind of overwhelming interest in it. Ugh. And before you know it, when when they can first get bombarded with these bookings, maybe they will be smart and book it out a couple of years. It's not going yeah. anywhere anytime soon, and things are only going to be built up around that area. And this way, maybe in some way, shape, or form, they can get some down payments for two years out. So, But I don't it know was- how that whole industry works, but it seems one year makes it really tight. It does. It makes it tight. And again, it just makes it uncomfortable for like the couple because there's so much like, you know, obviously DJ one time is flexible because I've moved my date already, but there's so much surrounding that. Like there's so much that can't be done until you confirm that. And at least for us, that is what I'm most excited about. I mean, I love Toledo. So being able to have our friends and family come in from all over and just showcase how like great Toledo is and how well, you know what I mean, how much we enjoy it and the things that we like to do from our hotel booking being at the Renaissance to like our venue being where it is. If we can't get it, like I would be so sad. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just it. So it's one of those things where it's just interesting how that works. It's just something you really want to make happen. And you just want to make sure that you're not going, you know, putting your anxiety on other people, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It's, not, it's nothing that's like debilitating. Like I forget about it, it on a regular basis, but. It's supposed to be one of the three happiest days of your your life. So yeah, you want to yeah. make it all that it can be. Yeah. Um, let me uh, let me switch this up here as we, we wind down here in, in a couple of minutes. We can knock off some things because it's been some days since we've spoken. Um, we you I'm surprised you didn't text me in some kind of, Outburst, whether anger uh-huh. or sadness or a mix of both, you know that Lovecraft Country isn't getting a second season, right? I do. I didn't. I didn't even. I don't know. I, maybe it's just because I didn't feel well or I was like distracted this week. I saw that. It, it, I'm removed from it because, like, the. I think it was last summer. It was. It was last summer that they had their current their first season. It makes sense, though, because it's a book and there's nothing left, you know, in the book. So unless the writer comes out with another book or gives them permission to continue on with the story, like which is what I think they did with Game of Thrones, it's just not going to happen. I'm used to it at this point, though. Like they cancel a lot of my shows that I just really love. Wasn't there a show? It was um just before that. The show that they canceled was the one with um, Dr. Manhattan and Regina King. Well, and, uh, Watchmen wasn't canceled so much as I guess it's the same thing. Like, the, I guess so. The direct, I forget who the producer was. Is like I told my story. Somebody else can pick it up from from there if they want. But I, I told yeah. my story. I get annoyed because like there's very few shows that are like black centered and sci fi centered, and those are the two things that I absolutely like die over. I love. And so I get frustrated because I feel like it always ends. And like, can we have a good thing? Like, can we have a Game of Thrones? Although I don't think that would ever happen. Um, but I, whatever. I was just like, yeah, okay, fine. What else? I hope you come with something better. Like, I hope whatever replaces that or the time and effort put into what was put into that last year or the year before, I hope you can produce something wonderful. Well, my fingers are crossed, especially since 
Um, Jonathan Majors just confirmed his Marvel role at some comic book store recently. Mm -hmm. I hope that's a sign that you get a little bit more of him either tomorrow or the following Wednesday as Loki wraps up. Oh, that's right. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, it's Loki Or is it today? It's Loki Is Loki on Wednesday? Uh, Yes, Wednesdays. Okay. Um, I really like Jonathan Majors, so yes, I want to see more of him soon. Um, with yeah. a with a blue face or however they get him done up. Yeah, I'm I'm all the theories with Marvel stuff. I try not to go too deep on, especially after we all whiffed um, during <laughs> WandaVision. But I, I feel strong about this this speculation that I've got out there, and I'm very excited for the last two weeks of this show. Mm-hmm. And thank you for putting Sex Life on my radar. I I only watched 30 minutes and some change of it, but it was interesting. I'm glad that I knew what I was reading about and talking to some friends about with the show. Oh, really? What did they think? I saw I, I saw a lot of folks that like this is a terrible show, and I've watched every second of it, and I agree. <laughs> like, My I agree. friend said her perspective was because um, it was all about like, do you give away? Do you give up the eighty eighty five percent for the fifteen percent? Yeah. And my friend's perspective was you can have everything in life, just not all at the same time. So it's actually the opposite. Do you give up? Oh, yeah. No, I think you said it right. Do you give up the 85% for the 15%? But I think that there's some of us and I'm saying this like I'm not I text you about it. And I also said it on the podcast before. Before I met Thomas, I really enjoyed my single life. Like I wasn't like some, you know, I wasn't for everybody, if that makes any sense. Like I wasn't for the streets, but like I really (laughs) did enjoy my single life and there's lots of memories and good times that were had with my girlfriend and in this you know and our friends and meeting people and like first time dating and you know getting to know someone that were depicted in that show and like again i also believe that there's like you have multiple soulmates and there is absolutely somebody in my past that I will never forget. I'm not, I choose Thomas every day and I'm going to continue to choose Thomas. But there, it was so close to like a life that I have that I was like, I totally get it. But I feel completely secure in that like <laughs> this, this girl was just like dipping her toes back in her 15%, you know, and dipping her toes and dipping her toes. I don't do that. I'm like, no, we don't want to do that. That's too far. That's too far. But there's just a life that it that it, there that is true, and I know that there's someone out women out there that can relate that there's a life that you had before you settled down that was the that was the shit you know and those that's gonna be the life that I tell my daughter one day and have her encourage her to enjoy herself and don't settle down too early although some people have and they still love life but like encourage her to enjoy herself and like things you know what I mean and just really have a good time with life because although I'm only 31, like as I get older, I still really appreciate those moments. Enjoy what you like in those moments. Don't let anybody force you into being in a relationship or to date around. Do what you enjoy. And uh, I I didn't finish that show out, obviously, but I hope um, whatever that woman did in the show, her name is Billy. I I hope, (laughs) did she... Spoiler, did she stay with her husband? Did did somebody get inside her head and say, just stick with your vibrator because you have the perfect married life? She, I think, I think they tried to like put the ending. First of all, the ending teased to hopefully another season. Like 
there's got to be but at the end like she took complete control and she did what she wanted to do and it's essentially her having her cake and eating it too so she just her 15 percenter whose name is um oh god but brad so she showed up to brad's door and she said this changes nothing i love my husband and our children and our life now go in the bedroom so we can have sex and then I'm leaving. Thanks. Well, if you so can, <laughs> if, if somebody can manage that in their life and not get caught or even if their significant other is okay with that, I mean, yeah. that's between whoever is doing it. But if you can pull all that off, I guess you truly can. But you know what? Even if you have all that, it because you, you think you can manage it, but it gets too dramatic. Yeah. I mean, I certainly had a, I had a Brad in my life. I doubt he listens to the podcast, but if he does, he'd know I'm talking about him. But I'm certainly not going to go showing up at the door because that's not, our life is not a movie. Like li- our lives don't actually play out in the way that movies and shows do. Nope. Like it's completely more it's completely messier. It's just it, like if we can attach ourselves to that thought and say, our life is not going to look like what it does in the movies. It will make things so much easier to handle. What was that song? That <laughs> Get I over it. What was that song that I ripped on back in December, or in, in the fall? Something oh, lied about I'm Disney. I'm at it, Disney. Yes. Disney. Yes. Is that Olivia Rodrigo? No, that's some. Oh, that's I was going to say she nobody got girl. She got lucky because that song was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the same thing to to your point. Like, and it is very hard. Like. Parents can't. Parents or role models can't keep an eye on who they're in charge of bringing up at all times. And yeah. kids and young people and adults are going to get thoughts in their head, thinking that's the way it could be or should be mm-hmm. from the wrong places. And you need someone smart to to talk with them mm-hmm. to go. You're not going to be a superhero. You're not going to have the perfect person that is depicted in this way. And it's exactly. it's, it's very hard. It's really exactly. hard to manage. Exactly. Um, I perfectly did get my switch though in a very <gasps> Yay. circuitous route. So it was sitting like we'll update you in it was in we'll update you land for Best Buy. So Friday night I just clicked on Target I, and I bought one. I, it's I could have picked it up that night and mm-hmm. then I canceled the order at Best Buy and um, I haven't even played the game that I mm-hmm. wanted to buy the whole system for a whole lot. But so. What was the first video game system you got into a little bit? Sega. The Genesis? Yes. Okay, so they have a lot of free Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, and I've played more of them than Mm -hmm. I have of the game that I bought. I mean, there's obviously a lot of options. It's very nostalgic. But wasn't Super Nintendo and, and Genesis, weren't they competitors? I think so. And for for that reason, like for me, it was like Nike to Adidas. Like I love Nike, so I never wore Adidas. So I loved Sega. So I never played Nintendo. Like even if we went to our friend's house, I didn't play Nintendo. So I've never played Mario or any of those Nintendo games, if that makes any sense. Like I've no, only I ever it. played Sega. And then we went from Sega to PlayStation. I, I've been the same way with PlayStation and Sony ever since its rivalry with the Xbox. I have picked up an Xbox controller and it was like holding slime or like a dying <laughs> yes. baby in my hand. Yes. I'm like, get it away, get it away. I never put same thing. So PlayStation to Xbox, never played Xbox, only ever played, only ever went from Sega to PlayStation. So those are the games I know, essentially. Um, Last thing, and it's already old. It's in last week's news cycle, but um, 
the Olympic sprinter who yeah. got booted from the Olympics because of a marijuana test. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we're going to disagree, and my opinion is in the minority here. Mm-hmm. It's a dumb rule. She knew about the rule, and she broke it. The best outcome is that the rule gets changed. Yeah. Do we? Di- I think we disagree. No, no, oh, not okay. at all. Oh, absolutely wow. not. Did you not? Did you not see what I shared about that? No, no, no. I I do feel for her because I think the circumstances were not in her favor. But at the end of the day, she is an adult. There was probably tons of adults around her, even whomever that she chose to to you know consume marijuana with. And that thought process, like I, I am a very proactive thinker and I understand that there's a lot of people that are not proactive in that way. I don't quite consider myself type A, but if I'm following a GPS and they tell me to turn right, I want to know what my next step is. Even if I've got four miles to that next step, I need to know, you know? So like if, even though you were in a state where marijuana is legal, that doesn't mean that, that like I can I can medicinally smoke marijuana here, but I don't because I know in my HR policy, I I cannot do it even medicinally, you know, so there's layers to it. And um, this is a lesson that she's going to learn, like her actions have consequences. Nobody should be like um, exempt from any of those consequences. And this will be a learning experience for her so that hopefully she can be more proactive in the future. What's unfortunate is the reason that she did it. I understand. Her mom like, died and she was trying to de-stress. Correct. And, correct. And, and I, I didn't follow this that closely because th- to mm-hmm. me, this is a very black and white rule. And they, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to think of real life examples. And the, it's kind of kind of clunky, but speed limits and yeah. some other traffic laws. Yeah, they seem kind of dumb, but you still have to follow them. You brought up the great, uh, the perfect workplace one. There's a lot of dumb rules at people's workplaces. Yours is perfect, though. You cannot do any drugs, even for whatever reason, unless you got some kind of waiver. Like, black and white. Yeah. It's easy it is. And I don't know, like, did she just say it, it, it's how she was coping with her mom's passing? She did. Or was, she it, did. Or, or was it like some kind of rationalization? I don't know. She said that she said that she chose to she had just found it out, found out, found it. Oof. She just found out about her mom's passing from a reporter that was interviewing her like she didn't know. And she said, so we've heard that your mom has passed. Tell me what this means to you now. And she didn't even know. Now, it sounds like she had she did not have a, um, your traditional mother daughter relationship because they kept referring to her as her birth mother and i know that they have um talked about her relationship with their grandmother so it sounds like she was raised by her grandmother but it's still i mean it was such unfortunate circumstances it would remind me of somebody rushing to the hospital because their loved one is dying and they get a ticket like you still can't speed to the hospital you know that's exact and so i don't know you and i are we have the same opinion now does the Olympic committee or whomever makes these rules need to take a deeper look at it? Absolutely. Because they consider, and this may be the catalyst to that. Maybe not. They consider marijuana a performance enhancing drug because it makes you less anxious. Like you don't have those normal feelings from, you know, that come from getting ready to compete, you know, at the world level. And that can then give you an advantage, but they do allow somebody to take anxiety medication. And so you do allow anxiety medications, but you don't allow marijuana that 
is potentially could be medicinally used for the same purpose. And I completely agree with your way of saying that it's not a performance enhancing drug. It's not a PED in the same sense that like other athletes in the past have taken them to get bigger, stronger, faster, quicker, but it can remove a hurdle from you because, you know, I Uh think back to when I was a kid and I think of times that I was riddled with anxiety. Yep. And as an adult, like I don't have any more because I take this. So yeah. Uh, and in as corrupt as the Olympic Committee and uh, other governing bodies for major sporting events like soccer events and is as corrupt and as misguided as all those places might be, mm-hmm. you still got to follow the rules if you want to take part in their events. Yeah. So it's just I feel for her. I do still support her. She is still the world like the this. She is still an athlete at like the highest level. I support her. I hope she can learn from this. I would hope that she's not taking it and blaming the Olympic Committee and not really accepting things as they were. Because I think that one of the things with accountability is if we put that on someone else, then it's not there for us to learn from. And I think it's really important for young adults to, to learn about accountability, especially young adults that are black. And I say that from my own experience and from my friends and my loved ones and their experiences, there's certain amounts of accountability that we don't, that sometimes it's harder to take or like we put on someone else. And so then we're not learning from it. And again, I'm saying that because I am a person of color. So I don't want anybody to listen and say, Alex is saying black people do this. That's not, you know, that's not true. I just hope that she can take it and learn from it. And, you know, unfortunately this, this, if you look at data, if African-Americans are the ones that use, you know, marijuana at a higher percentage, then absolutely policies like this are going to disproportionately affect African-Americans and then can in turn be looked at as though it's directed at black people. And so another way of oppression that's not necessarily the case, but we do need to adjust how we view marijuana at all levels, even the Olympic Committee. Yeah. Um, you can make an easy equation to, or an, e- an easy analogy to alcohol. Yeah. So, um, yeah. one tiny last thing, not that I want to freak anybody out, but <laughs> I have my eyebrows raised about all these dying birds. Really? If, if we weren't just like emerging from a pandemic, I'd be like, ah, not a big deal. Somebody had a bad bird feeder or like... You got to recall some bird feed, but this is happening in a lot of places and it's concerning. Have you seen this story? I have not. Okay, so like in some Midwestern states, oh, no. uh, birds are dying. Mm-mm. And there have been some asks to uh, clean your bird feeder with like the stuff that we were using for the beginning of COVID last year. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't feed uh, the birds at all. If you find a dead bird, put it in a don't plastic bag. Yep, don't touch it. Use gloves, put it in a plastic bag, throw it away because there is something killing these birds. And again, if this were not like a year and some change out of COVID, not that big of a deal. But like, so, I've t- there are too many sci-fi movies that start in a bad way with birds falling out of the sky. So I will add to that and it could be unrelated or related, but in the last, I would say like three months, we have had more birds fly into our window that like literally commit suicide by like snapping their necks into our window than at any point in the three years that we've been open. Like we've had to clean up numerous birds and now we've put up these things like these like bird blockers, I guess it is, so that they can tell that it's a window and not like, you know, because the assumption is they don't 
they don't know that you can't fly through here and so they just die and it's freaked me out because one day it was a crow and like most recently it was just like some random bird I don't even know what it was like an ordinary one I guess and it freaked me right out and I was like why do they keep doing this like what is it maybe maybe something's affecting their brains something's happening <laughs> it, it, it could just be like a bad batch of bird feed or something but I, and I know there's so much going on in the world but this story keeps popping up especially we're here where where we live and if these weren't the craziest of times, I'd be like, eh, not a big deal. But these are the craziest. In fact, do you remember the show called Dark last summer that I loved so much? You might not. I don't, I don't think so. It, it was oh, on, Dark. Yeah, Dark. It was on yeah. Netflix. And yeah. every time something spooky or weird happened in that show, it started with birds by the dozen plummeting to the ground. So And electricity too, right? I think there was like a... I think there was like a the lights will go out or something like that. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, but before you wrap, I do need to encourage you to watch the Chris Pratt movie on Amazon. I'm just saying I it love- like it's very long, but from start to finish, I was very impressed. Okay. It um, was good. I, I almost did it the other night and I elected not to, because I haven't seen reviews absolutely destroying it. So I'm like, oh, is there anybody else in it that's likable or noticeable? Um, there is a, um, a character that you have, you have told me, um, maybe, no, I'm thinking of a different guy. There's a black character in there and you've brought him up before as an actor that you like. Um, Serena Joy from Handmaid's Tale is in it. I, I enjoyed seeing her in that role. I don't know her real name. Um, I just know her as Serena Joy. And... Um, so no, so Chris Pratt, Serena Joy, um, there's a black character that is the he's playing clearly playing the comedy role, the comedic relief, which is timely. It's not like distasteful or like cheesy in any kind of way. And then there's another black guy in it. I can't tell you his name either. The only name I know is Chris Pratt. Um, but it was good. And the plot, like I just I was really impressed. I said. I don't think, and Thomas said, well, Terminator was like this. And I said, well, I didn't really watch Terminator, so I don't really know. But the plot of it, I felt, I was very impressed by. There was tons of jaw-dropping moments to me. I just pulled up the cast. I only know the female co-star. Yep. She was in 24. Um, and I know J.K. Simmons. I don't know who any of the black people are. Never heard of any of these people. They're good. They're good. So I they okay. did I thought they did really well. Oh, J.K. Simmons, is he the guy from We Are Farmers? Bum yes. bum 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 bum. Yeah, him. He's in it too. Um okay. I think you'll enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. It's better than your average Gerard Butler apocalyptic movie. Oh. <laughs> well, you mean they didn't do they didn't do Tomorrow Has Fallen after Olympus in Paris and <laughs> Nope. It nope and it's it's better than like your, who am I thinking of? Jake Gyllenhaal in, in uh, That's a good one. Day After Tomorrow. Okay, so it's like that. It's good. I think it's good. The concepts, how they come to it. All right. Very good. May, may, it's, I'm a week removed from watching Bosch, which it's hard to watch anything after that because it's so, okay. it's so tout and well done. And the cast is like, who you like, you know, who the star is, but everybody else is such a great Eric actor and, and character. It's hard to watch a show after that, but I think enough time has passed. Yes. I need people to watch war of tomorrow or tomorrow war or whatever it is on Amazon prime and then tweet at Eric and tell him how you like it. So he'll do it. Okay. 
Um, so we'll wrap up now. Uh, when okay. are you free uh, that I can talk to you later on? Um, I probably I leave in like 15 minutes, and I'm just gonna drive home. Um, Andrew has a baseball game today, so I'm gonna go to that and hang out, and then. Yeah, that's really it. So I don't have a lot going for the rest of the day. Uh, well, give me a call when you're headed to his game or so. When I'm headed to his game or when I'm in the car to go home? When you're in the car to go home. Okay. From the game or from work? From work. Okay, I will. All right. Bye. Okay, bye.